0: You've just joined in the stillness with Dawn Strobeck, in the deep dwelling place where stillness settles your heart and refreshes your soul, where the voice of God is just a little more lucid
1: and a little less
0: clouded. He waits to hold this sacred space just for you. Welcome back to In the Stillness with Don Stroback, and this is the Christmas edition. Today, I have a good friend with me, Amy Brady. What can I say about this lady? Amy is a lifelong believer, a brilliant Bible study writer, a holy yoga guru, a big-time LSU fan, a fancy tea drinker, and all things evergreen. She's been in my life for quite some time, maybe 10 years or so, and I have found her to be as deep as she is funny. Her love of life is contagious, and her quest for a contemplative, intentional experience with Jesus is always brewing. Listen in as she shares her vivacious spirit with you.
1: Hi there, my name is Amy Brady with Evergreen Soul Wellness, and I've been asked by Dawn to share with you an excerpt from my Christmas devotional, Away in a Manger. Dawn and I go way back. We have worked together in her therapeutic home. I was the trauma and therapeutic yoga instructor there. We have spoken at conferences together And really just enjoyed over a decade of just really good, sweet friendship. So I'm very grateful for her in my life. Micah 5, 4, and 5. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace as the heaven-born prince of peace, Jesus Christ has been declared the sovereign ruler of the universe He's heaven-born because he left his home to be placed in the womb of a virgin He's prince of peace because isaiah nine six tells us this title was part of his mission to earth He's sovereign because he is the Lord, and he does as he pleases daniel four thirty five He's ruler because he is a heavenly monarch and he rules with a supreme authority. With titles such as ruler and prince, we can glean that Jesus Christ is to be our leader. He is the captain of the ship, the boss, the CEO, the supervisor, and the head of the household. He wasn't sent to this earth to follow us. He was sent to this earth to be followed Matthew sixteen twenty four reminds us what Jesus says concerning this. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In order for Christ to lead us, we have to be willing to be led. You know the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. It's true with horses and it's true with humans as well. Jesus is overly qualified for the job of leading your life. His qualifications are not the issue, though. The issue is whether or not we will allow him to have the job of leading us. If our heart's desire is to follow after Christ, there are three steps revealed in Matthew 16, 24 that we must take in order to be disciples of him. First, we have to deny ourselves. We have to put away our hopes, our dreams, and our way of doing things and make ourselves open to his desires for us. Next, we take up our cross just as Jesus Christ did on the way to Golgotha, where he was crucified. Taking up our cross means we accept that we will have trials and burdens to bear in this life. And just as Jesus Christ endured the cross for the joy set before him, and we are that joy. We endure a life of difficulty, bearing in mind that Jesus is the joy set before us. Hebrews 12.2 Lastly, we must follow him, which may sound simple, but as you know, it's not. Distractions, busyness, and struggles often get in the way, and we find that this simple command of follow me is the hardest thing we'll ever do. Following Him is a lot easier when we take time every day to acknowledge Him as leader and ruler in our life. Staying vitally connected to Christ is a crucial component of being a good follower of His. Think of it as follow the leader for grown-ups. One final thought. Notice in the last part of today's passage to ponder that Jesus not only came to bring us peace, but He is our peace. The actions we consider attributes in people are entire personalities of God. He's not just loving. He is love. He's not just truthful. He is truth. He doesn't just give life. He is life. And so it is with peace. He doesn't just give peace. He is peace. It is not just an action. It is a part of him. When we pray, Let's go beyond asking to see God act through a particular attribute. Let's dare to ask for more as Moses did in Exodus 33:18 when he said to God, "Show me your glory." Dare to ask God to reveal to you all that he is, not just all that he can do. Stop for a moment and ponder this. As a shepherd, Jesus is our protector. He is completely equipped to protect our peace, and we are not. At points in our journey, he may place obstacles in our way to cause us to stop, take inventory of our choices, and turn back to him and his way to peace. Is there a time in your life or recently that you knew Jesus was not on board with your pathway to peace, but you went ahead anyway? Did that choice end well? Did it increase your peace or decrease your peace? I encourage you to take a few moments and sit with these questions with the Holy Spirit. Ask him what he wants you to know. And maybe even spend some time journaling it as well.